other teams know this about Arsenal. It's not just performances on the pitch which everyone is is just throwing banter at. I, 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 I swear, other teams know that when they are at the negotiation table with Arsenal, they're negotiating with chumps. Like, mm-hmm. you are going to go there and you are going to dictate how that meeting is going to go and there's nothing that's going to come from Arsenal which is going to force you to fold from your position. I've been here many times before and I've never been defeated and still I will never be defeated. It's Jay. And this is Chuck. What's up everyone? This is Jay from the Two Up Front podcast where we look at the weekend sporting action and other narratives around the sporting arena that may have gone under the radar. At the time of recording, Chuck, today is the birthday of Thierry Vavavoum Henri. The greatest player the EPL has ever seen. I don't ever want to ask, do you agree? You have Post to goals. agree. <laughs> Have to agree. No, Chuck. Not the, not, not the player that you've loved the most in, in the EPL. The greatest of them all. That man put... Uh, <laughs> like yeah. I, was watching, I was watching the video. Like Arsenal posted the video of the game or well, his highlights in the game against Liverpool where... Oh, Carragher. runs into his man. I'm just like, man, the Frenchman was just mercurial. Oh, I saw Champions League highlights and... Man, every time you speak about Thierry Henry, you have to say graceful is the word that perfectly encapsulates the guy because he's dribbling, going past people. It's different to how Messi does it. Messi, I don't know, there's there's a little bit more effort into his skill and his slaloms. With Thierry Henry, like, he's still not even trying. And you see people in his wake. And you're Feels like, effortless. It's just beautiful. Something about the French because Zidane also made football just look like a ballet, as they would say. But Thierry, man... Thierry, Thierry is the reason that most of us Arsenal fans are in this dire situation that we find ourselves in today. For me, it is my dad yeah, put me on to Arsenal. Without his intervention, as I was telling you, I may have ended up a Manchester United fan, but like, thank my dad that that didn't happen. But on the other hand, thank what you, happened yeah. is Arsenal and here I sit today. What up, Chuck? Well, Thierry Henry did to you what Messi did to Barcelona, gave you good times, and what you are left with is a mess. But you didn't betray it. Well, Messi also didn't betray No, Thierry did betray Barcelona. you. He left you guys to go and win a Champions League nah, when he, he was so he close did, with his no, own team. he deserved team. that, Chuck. No, no he, with his own team, he was so close. No, no, no. He had foresight. He had the kind of foresight that I had in 2009 that this team with this man is not going anywhere. Is this the foresight that Harry Kane has? We'll discuss that and we'll see. We'll see. Uh, what's up, guys? It's Chuck on this mic, and that's and shit, as, as as you don't heard, it's me on this mic. Thinking back to the glory days of Arsenal, Paraska Figila. But first of all, Chuck, mm-hmm. we had the first big six, if it's still a big six, clash over the weekend, opening weekend of the EPL. Goals galore everywhere. Like there were no draws. There were, as I'm saying, goals galore. There were results. Fans were back in the stadiums, chanting, singing. Just a different feel. And it, I don't know, it feels like the year is back underway. So as I as I said, um, Tottenham versus Spurs. Spurs, we could say shocked um, um, 
City. I said Tottenham versus Spurs. Tottenham versus City. Mm-hmm. Um, they shocked City. They beat them 1-0. What were your thoughts going away from that game? Jack Grealish played in that game, made his debut in the in the Sky Blue number 10. First and foremost, I was surprised by how well or how dangerous Tottenham looked, um, especially on the break. Um, you, you're expecting City to boss the game like in, in its entirety, but you forget to go to historically, whenever they go to the ground, I say, I say London, Tottenham always have the upper hand and you seem to forget that because City are so good. And I think Son has scored in the last five games against City. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're always a team to trouble Manchester City. Um with with the former champions, you you expecting them to steamroll everyone. Um, looking at how they ended the season, Chelsea aside, Chelsea results aside, how they ended the season, they looked very good, and we were pleasantly surprised. Um, Jack Grealish, number ten, I think um, this might go a bit back to the to the debate we once had in the group. And here's my two two cents going back into it. We're not going to rehash it on the mic, but here's my two cents. Yeah, I think and. I think these are the words that, in my mind, best describe it. Jack Grealish is a hundred million pound player, correct, justifiably so. But I don't think he's a hundred million pound addition to City, and by that I mean he's not going to make a hundred million pounds worth of difference to Manchester City. He's not going to suddenly make them world beaters. He's going to make them stronger. But it's not like um, United adding a Sancho or Chelsea adding a Lukaku. I don't think it's going to be that significant. And the reason why I say this is that is that I saw him on the left a lot and he seemed to be hogging the ball longer than he should i felt sometimes that the play was should for lack of a better word interrupted by jack having the ball the transitions were slower um him lifting his head to finally find a pass whether it's to give it to gundawan or to sterling was delayed for me and so i think that gave um uh tottenham a chance to come back get the numbers back and defend properly tanganga had one of his better games and i mean he should have had oh, a torrid time yeah, you should have. When you think about it, Sterling, if we assume that that it's Euro Sterling against Jack Grealish, should have had a hard time. But instead, he did. He didn't. So um, Jack Grealish, look, there's still time. It's first game of the season, and Pep can still mold him and make him a better player. But the Jack Grealish, as we know him from Aston Villa, I don't think he can play the way that he plays for Aston Villa at City, gathering the ball from the center line, winning fouls, trying to drag the team. He's got too many quality pieces around him and he should pass the ball more often. I don't know how well that was to Jack Grealish and that is my first impression of that game roundabout before we go deeper. I hate the fact that Spurs beat Manchester City because Manchester City are playing Arsenal in the game following Chelsea, which is the game this weekend. And I'm just like, man, if we're going to be matching results against teams like uh, like uh, Spurs, like Spurs already have a victory over Manchester City, but then this is what Spurs do at home, and you know there's there's there's, there's a desire to overreact to that. Ooh, ah, this, that, and the other. But as as as, as you pointed out, and as the stats suggest that we've seen this before, mm. you know, for whatever reason, um, Spurs just have Manchester City's number. Same thing with the coach who, who coaches Spurs now. Um, yeah. Nuno has yeah. has has about what four victories mm-hmm. against Pep, and a, he's a big double, right? At some point. Yes, he's got the the league double where <laughs> where Mendy was bodied by 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 Adama Traore and Mendy was in this game against like man Mendy's time at at, at Manchester City should be over. You know what? Like Mendy for 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 a second, like 
I was, I was I was watching that and thinking to myself, why is Zinchenko not playing? Then I thought the fact that Zinchenko also came um, from a Euro display where they ended up, I think, in the quarters, in the second round of the quarters. And he also needed the rest, the same kind of rest that uh, Kevin De Bruyne got, who was apparently not going to play. And then he comes on and I'm just like, oh, guess what? Pep Guardiola is lying again because this, this is what he does in his spare time. But on the matter of Mendy... I think Mindy is this season's John Stones uh, where uh, Pep Guardiola is going to try to uh, put on a reclamation project with this left back from France. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to work out for him. Other than that, Spurs, right? Mm -hmm. Spurs were surprising. They were surprising because there were so many players outside of Son who had good displays. Bergwijn was amazing carrying yeah. the ball in midfield. He, they were they were just gutting into in, 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 into the Manchester City team. Same thing as Lucas Moura as well, carrying the ball, amazing. And seemingly, this is actually what works against Manchester City because we saw that um, a couple of seasons ago when Manchester United went to the Emirates and they blitzkrieged like Manchester City and won that game. And then um, we saw something similar actually in, in, in the Champions League final. And this is so this is consistent now that, well, if you are going to beat Spurs or if you're going to beat City, um, sorry, this is what you need to do counter attacking football because you know they're going to have the ball. Mm. Um, you're not necessarily wanting to sit back and invite the pressure, but you accept the fact that they're going to have a majority of the ball. And when you get it, you hit them at pace and you hit them through the middle because, in actual fact, them trying to defend at pace. They don't have the horses in the middle of the park to keep up with guys who are athletic and who are who, who can run. Mm-hmm. Like they can pass it with the best of them, but they like they're the best at the passing game. But they cannot run with the best of them. So that was something that stood out. Um, I, Actually, when the you other teams that, should know this. So just cut in. Fernandina had like I think two or three key moments where he cut out Lucas Mora and I think Bergwijn, if I'm mistaken. And you think to yourself, if it's not him and then it was Rodri. Would he be able to do that? You know what I mean? And you, you think then they're more exposed. So I think you spot one in terms of the blueprint and how to get at them. And that's paced down the middle because there is nobody stopping them. And that's, nah. just, that's, that's just how they set up. Their players, their players are not built um, for that. It's a very similar to what we saw in the Chelsea versus um, Real Madrid semifinal in the Champions League. Ultimately, Real Madrid just didn't have the legs to keep up with the Chelsea runners in midfield. And with regards to Jack Grealish, my first impressions are very similar to yours. I don't, I don't want to overreact, right? Mm. Because I actually um, love the Jack Grealish that I saw at Aston Villa, and I was calling for him to be in the starting eleven at the Euros because he That's gives all. you, he gives you something that none of the other players were in the starting eleven gave you you know in terms of his his dribbling ability his, his ability to go past players um he's fouled a lot um and just just he's just magical with the ball at his feet but then i thought to myself he might not actually be well suited to playing for manchester city because they play a passing game mm-hmm. and the one thing although jack Grealish spent a lot of time on the ball at aston villa you never thought when you were looking at his game that, oh my goodness, he's a great passer. We saw what Paul Pogba was doing at Old Trafford, you know, and you don't associate anything close to that with Jack Grealish. Mm-hmm. And then you wonder how then is he going to fit because ultimately he has to be able to pass. Kevin De Bruyne came into that game, Chuck, and 
immediately it lifted the team because Kevin De Bruyne he does Go also lost like this episode. The best player on the planet. Go on. Not on the planet. <laughs> you, you just stop this. Because you're going to make me sound like I'm a Kevin De Bruyne hater when I love Kevin De Bruyne. But we know who the greatest player on the planet is. But Kevin De Bruyne, he also dwells on the ball at times mm. at City. Mm. But the thing is with him, he has a great passing range and he's got the vision to be to enable him to actually... Um, uh, the other way around. He's got the vision and he's got the great passing game to enact the things that he's seeing. Not Jack Grealish. Well, not Jack Grealish at this point. Hmm. Look, I, I think with Jack Grealish, with, with what he brings to the table, he needs to be playing further up upfield. And that would probably be to displace Umarius or Sterling or whoever else is open to give him that, that not open, but whoever spot you would take. And here's the thing, with with player like Sterling, Sterling didn't hog the ball as much, but he was he had fancy feet, he was he had pace for days, but no end product. And that's what Pep allowed him to have in his game. That if you arrive in the box late and you're there um for, for the cutback or if you you're if you're on the edge of the box to receive the pass, you'll get goals. I think to get him going in a city shirt, that's what he needs. He needs goals because the typical Jack Grealish performance right now, and we, we, we know we're just talking game one, does not quite But he's fit. also not a great goal scoring midfielder as well. Exactly. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Which is Sterling didn't have a lot of goals in him up mm. until he joined City, and it was where Pep positioned him and how he how he coached him to play that there's goals, and that's why he's able to pop up for England and score at the Euros in in key moments. Jack has what three goals or whatever a season, you know, or four or whatever. But he, as you're saying, he's not a great goal scorer. So that's why I can see he's a hundred million uh, pound player. But will he add a hundred million worth to City because? I mean, already Gundogan is probably a better goal scorer than him. Foden, um, Bernardo Silva, Mares, Sterling, you know. I don't think he's there to add the goals, but I, I, I don't know. Suddenly in my mind, you're thinking, is, is, is this, was it like a, a, a chimera, the whole thing of Jack Grealish and ooh, ooh, Kevin De Bruyne? Is it going to fall flat before our very eyes? Is it going to be magical or is it just good on paper? We're going to have to wait and see. Um, Jack Grealish, he, he, came out, he came out saying that his um his goal for this season is that by the end of the season he wants everyone to be talking about him and that's 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 to be seen um because we are going to be talking about him uh you, there's no there's no way you're going to sign for Manchester City for that amount and the season is going to go ahead and finish and we say nothing about you it's either going to be well yes ultimately he proved to be worth um that amount or that he was probably um, City just indulging and flexing their financial muscle. So Chuck, if he's not if he's not bringing goals, mm. right? And in a in a in, in a game where very specifically Manchester City were, were playing against um, the team for which their target we are led to believe uh, currently plays for, and they were beaten one 0 they, they, they didn't score. Obviously, didn't show up on the score sheet. Whereas the other team. Without the the talisman who ended as leading goal scorer last season, mm -hmm. they managed the goal to win that game. There was a poll, um, courtesy I saw of of, of Mash, um, the big boss at Lucha, and he asked the question uh, basically: um, Does do City or Spurs need Kane more? And I'll tell you, the results came out to that City need Kane more than Spurs need Kane. And this was a reaction to what was happening on sa on, on 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 Saturday. Mm -hmm. I'd like to throw that question to you. Was this proof that Spurs can live without Kane and that maybe the the team that has need of him 
more than the other is Manchester City. I do not vote on that poll. If I was going to vote, I'd definitely say um, Spurs need Kane more than City do. And look, I, I saw uh, Son put in a performance and Son was sort of playing like, um, you know, when Kwanaita, for instance, as, is Pasanazi too. But this time they didn't have the other star, Azum Negipol. And there were moments where Lucas Moura, uh, Bergwijn were open, but he figured, let me take a shot. And that is exactly what his left-footed shot into into the goal looked like, that he was on some, well, let me do it myself. It came off and it looked good. Son looked good. But Son has done this before where he stepped in when um, Harry Kane's been out injured or away or whatever the case is, and he's given a good spell. But he hasn't been able to carry Spurs for the whole season. Granted, he scored 17 goals last season, which is a career high in terms of him in, in a Spurs mm-hmm, shirt. Yeah. But he's not going to do this game in, game out. And the reason why checking into they need O'Kane more than Manchester City is because if 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 Spurs are in the Conference League with Harry Kane, giving them 23 goals and I think 18 assists, where do they end up without Harry Kane, Jay? <laughs> and I want to contrast, and I know what to, in context the word need can be applied differently. Uh, Manchester City won the league without a proven striker. Um, Aguero only gave them, what, less than 10 games, if I'm mistaken, in the league. They got 12. goals. 12. Yeah. Okay. They got goals from Mares. They got goals from Gundogan. They got goals from Foden. They got goals from um, <laughs> everywhere else but from the striker. Whereas when you look at, when you look at Spurs, um, Harry Kane at 23, Son at 17. Gareth Bale had 11 goals. Gareth Bale is gone. And you're going to take away Harry Kane. The next guy after that has got three goals. <laughs> Just three. <laughs> right? And um, let me see. I got my notes here. I did a little quick mathematics in terms of the goals between the two. 40 goals between Kane and Son. Right? Whereas um, City have got over 50. That's 10, 10 from Sterling, 13 from Gundogan, 9 from Jesus, 9 from Mares, 9 from Foden, 6 from Kevin De Bruyne. Yes, they've got goals in the team and maybe they need goals to push on and get Champions League and get a quadruple and whatnot. But when, you, when, you, when you're looking at the team that's in the Conference League and one that's looking to dominate Europe, I think one need outweighs the other need. And that's, that's how I look at it. What would you say? There's not much to add to that. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I saw that as well and I was like, yeah. man, talk about an overreaction. Talk about people being prisoners of the moment. Because... Just on the basis of what they were watching in that game, right? Mm. And the thing about that, Chuck, is when you looked at Spurs, right? As much as um, I, 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 I'm heaping praise on the performances of Bergwijn and on Lucas Moura, they were not really a goal threat. Not at like, all. Besides Son, you were thinking to yourself, well, Son has to be the guy. You know, mm. If mm. Son is not the guy, they're not going to score in this game. And you get the sense that that is what you are going to be thinking and feeling with watching Spurs this season if Kane is to depart. Mm. That, well, if 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 Son is not doing it, who's going to be doing? It? Who's going to be doing it? You know, they've got no other recognized striker who has who has a history of bringing in the goals. Literally, no one else on that team, as you point out. <laughs> And the thing with Manchester City, um, last season, Aguero only played 12 games in the league. He only scored four goals. Mm-hmm. But do you know who were the leading goal scorers as a team in the league? Manchester City. 
Manchester City got to the, the, the Champions League final with a contribution of just two goals from Aguero. Aguero scored six goals in total. Mm. Like, And Jesus was, in, in the absence of, of Aguero, Jesus did not like cement his spot in the team. He did not nail down his position in the team, mm. which is why City are looking to spend $150 million on a striker to come in and, and go ahead of him in the pecking order again. In this game... He is the fit striker. He doesn't even start that game, you mm. know. But in, in it's not something you look at City where you're like you're concerned by that because you've seen them adjust in the past without mm. without without that, that that central striker. Now, if Harry Kane goes to Manchester City, um, I have no doubt he's gonna like return like more goals than anyone else in the team. But that sure. is not evidence that they absolutely need him, especially not over Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. You know. So yeah, as I said, I've, I've I've got not much to add except to say like I also disagree to the fact that in what world in what world do Manchester City need a player of that quality true, more true than the matter is than, than Spurs? If Man- Manchester City even added a Martial, they'd be fine. They just need someone who's going to be a striker and receive the ball because Jesus hasn't been doing that bad, but he's not good enough to be the the the, the premier striker for for Man City. That's why they're looking elsewhere. But even if they stick with Jesus, as we've seen, evidence of last season, they're fine with him. They are. Whereas if you take away Spurs, uh, Spurs' premier striker, which is Harry Kane, the question that you are asking is, what do they have besides Son? Because there was a moment where they had a counter and they broke. And I think Bergwijn gave the ball to Son and Son couldn't fashion a shooting opportunity. And he went all the way wide and ended up passing the ball back because there was no Harry Kane to find. Because (laughs) they just don't have those options. And so if you take that away, then... Yeah, no. Needs needs always differently, but we will definitely swing on Spurs side and say they need Harry Kane to stay. Because even if they get a striker, who else is on the level of Harry Kane that they can find as a replacement? No one. So e- either way they they're going to lose out in that deal. They'd have they'd have to bring in like Robert Lewandowski. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> or, yeah, that's or the someone only... and I want to say or someone but like beyond Lewandowski and, and Kane, who who is on that level as strikers in world football right now? Maybe Probably nobody Halland. else. Yeah, maybe Haaland. Maybe yeah, and is Haaland going to come to Spurs? I don't so, think so if you take away Harry Kane and you are trying to replace him, there isn't a like for like replacement out there just waiting for Spurs to come snap them, snatch them up. So Spurs definitely need their captain to stay. All right. Um, so we heard that he's back to full training. So hopefully he stays. Um, Nuno says that he's just waiting for him to be fit and he will play. Um, so yeah, Jay. We're moving now to the other rivals of Tottenham Hotspur, which is Arsenal. And they had the worst start possible first game of the of the season, and they go down 2-0 to Brentford. <sighs> it's, it's, it's crazy right now at Arsenal because it's one of those things where you're thinking, I hope it doesn't look like last season because you guys started woefully. And it was horrible. Like the first 10 games were horrible for, for, for Arsenal. And they did 14 points after 14 games, boy. and they did bring it back somewhat to a respectable finish Um, but here's the thing Jay that when I look at Arsenal and the constant comments that keep coming that Arsenal are soft I've been hearing that Arsenal are soft since the Wenger days Um, Arsenal don't have money you've been hearing that since Wakdala but when you look at the people who are coming up who are trying to take uh, sorry Arsenal's big six place you may I mean we may definitely list, list as one of them because they've just missed out on Champions League football and they're always in and around um, those those big teams. Wolves looks like they were, looked like they were on the cusp of it. 
Um, but there are teams like West Ham who are coming up, teams like um, Aston Villa who are coming up, and not just in terms of their place, placing in, in the league last season, but the moves that they're making in the transfer market as well. Does Arsenal still have that ambition, Jay? Because it seemed like Arsenal have stagnated. It seemed like Arsenal are in the same place. Um, and the reason why I'm singling out Arsenal because there are lots of teams that have had, that have had a bad spell. United is one of them. Haven't won a league in Lord knows how long. And there's a long tro- trophy drought. But with, with United, I'm seeing they're trying their hand at Mourinho. Okay, superstar manager is not working. They tried Louis van Gaal. Let's get the new guy, Oli. And they've backed him for whatever reason. We're trying to sign Pogba's and Zlatan's and, and Sancho's and whatever. But we're, we're, we're trying to make something happen. We've had our fingers burnt. But when I look at Arsenal, I, I don't see as much activity or as much interest to or, or other level of effort to try shake things up at that club. As an Arsenal supporter, Jay, would you agree with me? It certainly looks that way to me. Would I agree with you and that... So that it, it, Arsenal have stagnated and it doesn't look like they're doing much to get out of the mud. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know actually if I'd even say they're stagnated. Um, they probably have gone backwards. Uh, I mean, you mentioned Leicester City. Uh, look at Leicester City. Wesley Fofana is, is, is out until 2022 because of a horrific challenge. In the preseason game against Villarreal, mm-hmm. and unbeknownst to me, um, this only occurred to me uh, when I was I was scrolling through Twitter. I think on Saturday, mm-hmm. and I see it's it's an old picture because it's a couple of days old that they've presented Vestergaard yeah. as a signing. Like, what? <laughs> when when did this happen? But th- this is this is what the top teams do. This is mm. what teams who behave like top teams do. That they are always proactive, whereas at Arsenal, forget even pro, they're not proactive. Um, it is everything is reactionary, and even that is at a minimum. Mm. Because here's here's the other situation that we find ourselves in right now. So Roma paid forty million euros for Tammy Abraham recently. Roma agreed. Rather, Marina, who who's 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 the lady who does phenomenally with the transfers at Chelsea, convinced. Roma to part ways with 40 million euros for Tammy Abraham and yet Roma were in the market for Granit Xhaka for the entire summer Granit Xhaka put in a performance at the Euros and you know that when a player puts in a performance at a major tournament they 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 price tends to rather their profile tends to jump and then if you are if, if you're looking to sell them their price also goes in the same direction but Roma refused plainly refused to go above 15 million euros for Granit Xhaka what did Arsenal do? The whole the whole summer, the what we've heard, Northern Hemisphere summer, by the way, the whole summer what we've heard is that Arsenal are in the market for a a a a, a holding midfielder, right? Mm-hmm. Someone who is gonna be a pivot, who's gonna play next to Thomas Party. Thomas Party was the first part of that puzzle, and you are now looking for someone who's an equal to put next to him, and this is this is the foundation upon which Arsenal is gonna be built. Mm-hmm. And Arsenal go and they get Lokonga. Lokonga is 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 twenty one years old. Um he he does not have any experience at at, at this level of football. Yes, he's played um in, in, in Belgium. Belgium is, is, is a good develop, developmental league, right? Mm-hmm. And and if you bring him in at that age, you're thinking to yourself, okay, he's not the guy who's gonna go slot in next to Pate immediately. He's going to be developed he's going to be part of the squad and at some point uh he's going to take over in that position it's like okay cool good signing for the for the future but then you were expecting someone like basuma to come walking in through the door at some point you know or someone of the caliber of of even a calvin phillips from leeds Mm. instead 
Granit Xhaka has signed a one-year extension. <laughs> so Granit Xhaka has settled for Arsenal and Arsenal have settled for Granit Xhaka as well. Mm. And we are getting another season. And what is a one-year extension? Because if you could not manage to sell him this off-season, you are absolutely not... You might you might sell him, but you're not going to get anything near whatever valuation you have in mind for him. And the thing is, and I keep telling you this, Chuck, the other teams know this about Arsenal. It's not just performances on the pitch which everyone is, is just throwing banter at. I, I, I swear, other teams know that when they are at the negotiation table with Arsenal, they're negotiating with chumps. Like, mm. you are going to go there and you are going to dictate how that meeting is going to go and there's nothing that's going to come from Arsenal which is going to force you to fold from your position. And in terms then of, of, of the signings that Arsenal wants to make, as 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 recently as today, we are still talking about whether or not James um, Madison is coming to Arsenal. The, the reports have come in that um, Odegaard is training with Real Madrid, and that is relevant because, as well, there were reports that he's waiting for Arsenal to come and make a move on him. These have been dragging Chuck since the end of last season. This is it's it's it's, it's three months now mm. that these stories have been circulating. Chelsea want Lukaku. They go and they sign Lukaku. Yep. Um, this season at least, Manchester United won Sancho. They go and they sign Sancho. Manchester City, we didn't even hear for very long that they were they were looking to sign Jack Grealish. They go and they pay 100 million for Jack Grealish. This is what... Lino Messi is crying the one day in a press conference. <laughs> Two days later, he's out just sticking his tongue out and he's like... <laughs> he, he is just in heaven. He is in Valhalla over there in, in, in Paris, France. They sorted, this is what big teams do, right? Mm. PSG sorted that out quick, fast, and in a hurry. No one else even really had a chance to even talk to Messi and try to sway him to come in, in, in to their teams. Not Arsenal. Not Arsenal, Chuck. Not Arsenal. But Jay, is, is, is it just down to the owner? Is, is it, or, or do we include Arteta's uh, insights organization, or brother? Right. Or, as in the whole body is rotten. The whole thing. Because it's worrying, man, Jay. Never mind the fact that you want Madison, who could be north of 60 million. Never mind that you want our who would have been maybe in a similar price range. Bailey was 35 million that Aston Villa got from Bayer Leverkusen, who was tearing it up at the Bundesliga. Buendia. Um, there are players who are available at a good price. Vestergaard, the very same Vestergaard as Kumai, wasn't expensive. So what I'm trying to say is, since Sanchez left, and yeah, Uzo was not the same without Sanchez, Arsenal haven't quite tried to replace those those, those particular players because fine there was there's a, a Nicholas Pepe who was added, but he hasn't quite hit the ground running. So who do you add to supplement? Who do you add to aid him? These guys who are unproven yet might still surprise us because fine you guys still have a Smith Rowe who is a gem, a, a, a very 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 also shiny young, chain. Yeah, who would be very good. You still have Saka, but sometimes you, you think to yourself would you not benefit from maybe a Ruben Neves to just hold it down in midfield uh, a Moutinho to give you one season it, it seems it like with William Chuck yeah went to Goy William you see the problem the problem at Arsenal for example um, it's all raised that Arsenal need a goal scoring midfielder Arsenal had Aaron Ramsey and mm. Aaron Ramsey left for free for free Mesut Ozil left for free we we can't we can't even give a we we can't even give away a Kolasinac right now, like <laughs> Socrates is also him. like had he negotiated with a club where they they ended his contract and he also left for free. Mustafi also can't give him away at the moment and at the point where he's no longer an Arsenal player he's also going to go for free. As I said, Tammy Abraham is over at Roma 
40 million euros. Guendouzi has a similar experience in the in the in the in the EPL, but he's going to he's going to be signed by Marseille. The deal is already on the table. They loaned him this season with an option to buy or rather a a they're forced to buy uh, obligation to buy mm-hmm. for about 12 million. You can't even get 20 for Guendouzi, who is the French under-21 national captain. And yes, I've had issues with him. And yes, I wanted him off the books of Arsenal. But man, get something in return for him, right? If Nketia is on the market, we're not going we, to get Ryan Brewster money for Nketia. As I said, um, you, you, you find the situation with Willock. Willock had an amazing end to the season last season. You cannot tell me that the profile of Willock in the EPL is, is lesser than what Tammy Abrams is in the EPL. And yet Willock cost half of what Roma paid for Tammy Abraham. And what is the common denominator there, Chuck? It's Arsenal. And as I'm saying, it is organization-wide because even Edu, Edu should be fired. Like, Edu does, he does not know what he's doing at the job because the, when, I'm, when, I, when, I, when, I'm, yeah, when I'm pointing out these, um, these, these transfers that we are giving players away at this point, before Edu arrived, we managed to get 40 million out of Everton for for Iwobi, mm. we managed to get thirty five million for Ox from from a, a a Liverpool team who didn't need him, and as you can see, he's 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 a squad so player. Plus, yeah. Same thing with Iwobi that Everton don't really know what to do with him. At last seen last season, he was playing as as a right wing back, you know, mm. and this is what was happening prior to Edu arriving. Edu has arrived. We are nowhere near those numbers. Same thing with Oteta now. As I said to you, it's like. I, I was willing to give Arteta a chance. And I'm 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 still though looking at bring in some players so yeah. I can if I say like this guy needs to get like be out of his job, you can you can look to the fact that the team did everything in their power. They provided him all the players that he would have wanted, all the players that you would want as a coach, and he still failed with those players. Because at the moment he's he's failing with El Neni, Chuck. You know what I think it looks like and maybe it's not the best comparison, but it looks like what David Moyes looked like when he first got into United fine make a statement signing or bring in players that are going to play they're going to help you in your job I didn't quite do that in the first season and now he's in the second season and it looks like his profile is not good enough to attract those players now and I think you should you should hire the Chelsea leader because Chelsea are as how they make it made up the Romelu Lukaku money and they've got people like Bachwai still on their books Bakayoko still on their books but somehow they they're loaning them out they're not stuck with those players and that that is troubling for for Arsenal because, man, it, 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 it's it's you 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 want more from Arsenal, you expect more, but oftentimes it just doesn't happen. And you ask yourself, Oguti, is it gonna be like this for years and years and years? Because Aston Villa, I I repeat, even even Tottenham, Tottenham are for the past couple of seasons have been above Arsenal even though they themselves are not winning anything but they're a better place they they play better they look more exciting so you do worry about Arsenal and Ateta and I don't know how to break the stagnation I I don't know what to introduce what to suggest but you need to money Chuck. out man it's a, it's a money situation literally that's all it is and that sounds simplistic but that is the truth of the matter think about this right um in that game against Brentford mm-hmm. um Saka came off the bench yes um, Smithrow was 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 also playing in that match, and 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 um, no Willock uh, Nelson 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 also came into in, in, into that game, and you also then had Chambers in that game, and and the reason I'm pointing these people out because these are these are players who have been developed by the club, and in the majority they are young players. When you look 
and 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 you know what for the fan base and particularly for the fan base that is stationed in north london this is a it's a point of pride right to have these players break into the first team and for football sustainability going forward that is actually more so how you want clubs to 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 have in the in the, in the starting 11 players who are who are homegrown mm-hmm. but the truth of the matter is when i looked around this weekend looked at the landscape of the other teams who have imaginations on winning the the big prize in the EPL those teams the starting 11s or what you're going to see for the majority of the season a majority of those players in the starting 11s they're all guys who've been bought they're all guys who've been brought in from from other clubs other clubs developed them for them because as a club who is trying to win championships, the, the, the unfortunate truth is you don't have time to be developing players. Mm. If you're developing players, you want to blood them in into teams whereby they're already winners. It was true that um, you cannot win anything with kids, except for the <laughs> fact that Fergie did it. But that's yeah. that's that's Ferguson, right? Mm-hmm. But also, that, 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 that team that the class of 92 came into, David Beckham, but like, uh, not but, sorry. Skulls and and the Neville brothers and Giggs, there was a team who prior to coming to the team they had Brian Robson, you know mm. they had Sparky in that team they had Dennis Irwin in the team Cantona was in, was in the team that was winning the league with them they had signed Roy Keane from from wherever they got Roy Keane from yeah and Southampton maybe I, I think Southampton yes yeah and so it wasn't a okay throw them to the wolves. You are looking at at David Beckham at the age of seventeen, asking him to go win you uh, a, a league title. Yeah. You know, it just can't work like that, and you can't have a team that is the unless it's Barcelona. That Barcelona with Not Pep Guardiola. Yeah. You know, you can't have a you, you can't have your side just packed with these young players and these players who don't have experience, these players who are not world class, who do not come into the team already at a level where you can ask them to hit the ground running and they can do that. Where you're still, you're still we're waiting, we're going to wait for three years for most of these players to actually start reaching their peak. And at that point, the cycle would have turned over again because you're going to look at the other teams. Mm. Some of their players will be older and more experienced and they would have brought, they would have recruited other players into their teams as well. And I mean, look, when, when, Two seasons back, when Arteta came in and Lampard came in, and Ole was was head coach of Man United as, at that point as well, it was said that Ole is the weakest of the three, and he's not lasted. He's looking to outlast Arteta as well. But I mean, we must be honest that they have not all had. It's not been all equal footing in terms of how they've run no, their race. Um, Lampard's had the money and he spent it and didn't really produce much. Arteta is still waiting on the money, <laughs> whereas. Oli Kanye has been able to splurge and, and buy basically wherever he wants to make his team perfect. And he's told, he's suggesting there could be one more to come through when we're not too sure. But I mean, kudos to Oli for staying out. And now the jury is on Arteta. And I mean, he's had, he does have his work cut out for him, but geez, it's, it's going to be a long road. But Jay, if, if he wins against the, the Minnows, all due respect, that's what everyone says when you talk about the Minnows. But if he beats this, the, 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 the Norwiches and the whoever's just promoted and all these other teams that are underperforming, surely you can get maybe to Conference League, to Europa, or challenging somewhere with the talent that he has. Hey, Jay, Chuck, they, they must Arsenal be... should not be playing in the Conference League. You know what? <laughs> it's more money. It's it, more money. The, following the disappointment of not qualifying for Europe for the first time in a generation, when you then think about the fact that Arsenal only are going to have EPL matches when, you, when, when the European season starts, they are going to be 
better rested, you would think, than their rivals. But then the question will come, are those teams that are playing in Europe, are they their actual rivals? Or are they rivals, mm. the teams who are also not in Europe? Because Arsenal finished 8th last season. What are we looking at this season? Are we looking at um, them dropping out of the top half? That would have been... I would I would have said that there would have been a more and even greater likelihood if they were in Europe um, and, and they were trying to get performances out of a very thin squad mm. uh, because you can't even rest, guys. You, you can't even go into certain matches thinking, okay, you want to rotate because every every single game that Arsenal are going, to play, <laughs> are going to be playing, they are going to be playing the equals mm. more often than not. And at this point, it's hard to tell like on the basis of what we saw this weekend. I mean, Watford went... At, at 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 Aston Villa and got a result, hmm. and this is the Aston Villa that we were saying just last week that oh we 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 are satisfied with what they've done yeah. in the, in the transfer market you know, and we know the unpredictability of the EPL, so it's 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 looking like a dire situation. Um, I I I would hope that not having extra matches on the legs during the week is something that might bode well for for for. Arsenal's chances in the league this season. Well, yeah, I mean that's 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 where I'm wrapping it up because I don't know what else to say. I mean, I look at teams like Everton and how they got an Ancelotti and how Hamez and I know you're all right, Mohamed Sukrand, but how players of that profile and that ilk come to an Everton. Chuck, the Sheffield United, I think CEO, he 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 came out um with comments saying that the rumors around Arsenal um, sniffing around for Ramsdale are true. And Ramsdale has said that he wants to play in the Premier League. He said he's expressed that he wants to play for Arsenal. And the only reason he wants to play for Arsenal is because clearly he knows about Arsenal's interest. And it boggles my mind. Chuck, it boggles my mind that as far as we know up to this point, Arsenal are perhaps looking, well, it was said that they're looking to pay 30 million. I don't think it, it would end up 30 million. Maybe it would end up 20 million. But even even <laughs> even 20 million... Husum Awa, who were looking, we were we were we were ready to pay sixty million for Husum Awa last off season until the Leon CEO was like, nah, you're not gonna, that's not happening. Hmm. And then Husum Awa, I think, has only got a year left on his contract, and his price is greatly diminished. He's around that twenty five million pounds, anywhere between twenty five and thirty million pounds. Hmm. And yet you're looking at Ramsdale, Ben White. Obviously, we have to see what becomes of him. He yeah. was bullied by Ivan Tony in this in the, in the game against Brentford like very badly. He looked bad in that <laughs> in that game. But the other thing yeah. is that Ben White is the only Arsenal defender who, having watched some of him in preseason, he's the only one who's comfortable stepping up and playing at the high line that Arteta seems to want to implement at Arsenal this season. Pablo Mari, um, he's 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 a good squad rotational defender when your defenders yet. are yeah. injured, but he's not that guy. Um, we know as well um, when when Holding, who played a majority of games at centre back last season, comes back, he's also not that guy. I've told you as well that I'm not quite convinced with Gabriel, mm. but he he's going to be the long term partner for Ben White, and that's going to be a question that okay, you've invested this money in the centre backs, especially Ben White. You've invested fifty million mm. when you have William Saliba on your books, and by what I've, I've, I, I saw, heard, um, I didn't see him, but what I heard, he had a, a a good game for Marseille this past weekend. But then you spending fifty million on another centre back is you saying that okay, this guy gives us much more than what we have 
even in a, a William Saliba who's only 21 as well. 50 million defender smells pip-like. <laughs> Doesn't it just? <laughs> I mean... Smells pip-like Chuck, you can you, you can do that if you're Manchester United. Yeah. You can spend the world... Yeah, as much as we said what we said, still, Maguire is not worth that money. But mm. you can get away with that if you Manchester United because you know what you then do just um, not so long after that? Yeah, you pair him with Varane. <laughs> And 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 then the options like up, up front as well. It's like okay, that's not a weak spot. But if you, at Arsenal with all the needs that Arsenal had, and if you are gonna spend that money, you are saying that this is our main target and this was our main recruitment. He he, he has to be Franco Baresi. That's <laughs> <laughs> asking too much. I, I think you guys need to get Basuma over the line and get our. If there's two signs you can make in the window, just do that, because. A whole president of Rwanda says we must not ex- <laughs> excuse or accept mediocrity. Since when do presidents? Fine, yes, this visit Rwanda and their and their sponsors. Since when do presidents speak about football clubs? Let me let me comment on that actually. Um, <laughs> so the president of Rwanda is an Arsenal fan. Yeah, he was an Arsenal fan before the the sponsorship of his visit Rwanda. Mm. The sponsorship of visit Rwanda comes from the point. The, comes purely from the fact that he's an Arsenal fan. In fact, he misused his powers as president to fulfill sponsorship. Yeah. Yes, like <laughs> sponsoring because I think they're paying Arsenal like thirty million a year, and Rwanda has their own issues. And that that was controversial. That's, that was controversial, and the yeah. controversy Chuck is on the basis that he's like, "This is my team." <laughs> And I want to be involved with them. Like, he's not going to buy a season ticket uh, because yeah. he's not in England. So what What can I do in the position that I'm in? Oh, I know. Like, I am going to throw a sponsor. Because he's tweeted in the past before. Mm-hmm. Like, there, okay. he, there is actually a history of, of, of him tweeting about um, Arsenal. Uh, he's, he's, he is an Arsenal fan. Um, but, yeah, I think he should have better things to do than tweet about Arsenal. Because it... Everyone went into uproar, like, oh, the sponsors are not happy. It's like, yeah, if there was, like, one of the other sponsors, maybe I would have reacted the same way. But this particular sponsor has other personal interests um, in, 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 in the club which his country are sponsoring. All right, then. Um, but, yes, the whole president of Rwanda is unhappy. So, Arsenal. On Twitter. Nothing is going to happen at Arsenal, but I'll close off by saying nothing's going to happen at Arsenal until Krunker sells the team. Because he's just he's just not interested in, in in investing in the team as he's supposed to. Maybe Mum Kizil will buy you a status and then sell him a play. And Arsenal <laughs> gonna move to KZN. <laughs> and then the players will still have to go through trials. And then he will have to trial, and then he'll probably be cut, <laughs> which will be like a great outcome. The Egyptian parallel. <laughs> Well, let's let's go into our betting picks. Um, our betting picks are back. Um, no, since no, no, Chuck. Before we go into betting oh, picks, oh, 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 question bad. for you. Yeah. So, early on, um, impressions, takeaways from 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 the weekend, things oh, yeah, that stuck me. out with you. Um, <laughs> I think just off of this conversation, that Arsenal have got a lot of work to do, and obviously, you want to reserve comments until the the transfer window is closed. But that does stick out. That there's also rumors of trouble behind, you know, closed doors between Arteta, Aubameyang, and Lacazette. Apparently, this mystery illness is not just that. There could be more to it. Um, there could be issues there. There's definitely more to it. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. <laughs> Takeaway number two is that um, Nuno is a good coach. 
with the right pieces. I think he had, I, don't know, I think it ran, ran out of options. Uh, it Wolves. And I know it's only game one, but he 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 seemed to have galvanized Tottenham, and they played much better than I anticipated. They looked much better than they did last season. And with what you had pointed out last season as well in the episode that there's still yet more to expect from United. Um, the addition of Veron to what we already have, the addition of Sancho. Um, yeah, it, it could be a very good season for United. Hopefully we get something. And also, West Ham. West Ham uh, 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 are there to stay. They're here to stay. West Ham are fun. They're here to stay. And they're doing it the other way around now. They're coming back instead of scoring late and holding Shocker, on. right? Yeah, so... like, oh, And, and perhaps, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps uh, Moyes said, well... Maybe let's be a little more circumspect. And then it didn't work out for them. It's like, okay, so you know what? Let's go back to the main plan. And, and and we'll find that in the in the coming game, they're just going to, let's just try score three and sit back. My my biggest um, my, my, my biggest takeaway, um, first impression, is mm. no one in the league has Bruno Fernandes, eh? Mm. Like, there's, there's, there's no one else in this league who has... That guy and I, he, he, man, he gives you something. Everyone is looking for a goal scoring midfielder, Chuck. Mm. There are no goal scoring midfielders, and that might be an exaggeration, but there are no goal scoring midfielders except for Bruno Fernandes. And the talk that, yeah, no, he's not as good as um, Lampard. It's like, no, he is as good as Lampard. Um, By the mere fact that his desire for goals really is insatiable, he is making runs that the striker. Is, is is not in position to make because he's the one who's occupying those spaces. And I was just like, yeah, no. Um, it's, it's, if, if he keeps this up for, for this season, it's going to be a long season for everyone and my pick is going to come through over the line. And you know the thing with Bruno, when you saw those numbers at Sporting, we're like, who the hell is this guy and why does he have these numbers? And they're like, but it's the Portuguese league, so, hmm. But and then then he, he comes doing to the yeah. EPL, he does. Exi- and he scored a hat-trick without a, a penalty. Uh, so, yeah. I don't want to talk about Pogba. I, I, it's too obvious. I, at this yeah, point. man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you, if you like, Graham Souness, number one hater. Oh my number goodness, number one hater. You know, like my the memes fly around with him, and it was Greenwood. He's, he, he's still, he has an issue with. He really has an issue with Pogba. Like the man gives gives you four assists, and you, you expect that from him. That is something that he must do. Where there's this only is the record. Six, six other players have done this in the this history is the of the record. Premier League. Like, and this is what this is the expectation that this is what he's supposed to do week in week out. Give the man a break. Nah, so like, this, give this is a problem, the man, man a break. My other takeaway, um, moving away from United, is so Mohamed Salah broke the record um, for scoring on the opening day of of of, of the league, and it dawned on me, like you know, I. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Salah in terms of his game. Like, I don't like his game. Mm. Um, He's one of those mechanical players. But mad respect to the Egyptian legend. Mohamed Salah has the record that he does on opening day because he is ready to go, Chuck, from from the first whistle. He doesn't need a number of games under his belt to get going. And I have to respect the professionalism for him to come into the season already at his peak form. Like, you don't have to wait for Mohamed Salah. You don't... it's, It's not a matter of... Man, yeah, you know he starts. No, he never starts off slowly. He is ready to go. And the performance against Norwich was not just his goals; he was just menacing the mm. entire time. And so that's 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 those, those are my two early takeaways from 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 the weekend that was. And to add to that, I mean, remember how we all said Salah and Liverpool had a dip in form? 
His goal numbers are so great because, as you said, he comes ready. Also, just on the Liverpool, like Virgil van Dijk, you know, every, again, um, everyone looking for a ball-playing centre-back and there are a bunch of them who are comfortable with the ball at their feet. But there's no one who rakes those cross-field passes like Van Dijk. Van Dijk, Van Dijk also is one of those players. He just looks beautiful, like um, passing the ball. Like he's unfluffed. He's got all the time in the world. He feels regal on a football field. He feels like he's just nobility, and everyone else around is just like peasants. Let me just grace you with my presence. <laughs> like watch me do this, and it's effortless. So that that the, the game missed Virgil in his absence, and it's actually good to see him back. Oh yeah, before we get into betting picks, uh, shout out to everyone who joined our FPL group. Um, we'll see you in there. We don't quite know you personally, but we'll get to know whoever wins the league. And thanks for the support. No, no, no. We're not going to get to know whoever wins the league because I'm going to win that league. But in the meantime, you guys, like, shout us out. Like, we'd, we'd <laughs> love to know you. I'd love to know who's coming in second. <laughs> uh, should I be saying it's me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't All know, right. but I don't um, know about you, Chuck. Like your start is very questionable this 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 FPL season, but it's a long season. It's a long season. Eighty points per week, baby. That's the average. Anyway, um, now finally to our sporting picks. Um, we're back because the season's underway, and that floods the options in terms of what you can bet on. But I also have rugby in there. Um, so I start with the EPL. Let's do EPL. Chelsea against Arsenal. And after discussing all that we did, I would, n- would be somewhat foolish to say Arsenal will win or Arsenal draw. Even though Arsenal surprised us last season, but I'm going for Chelsea win, straight win. Um, Wolves versus Tottenham, and just having seen Tottenham and what they can do with a little bit of the ball, if they have a whole lot more of the ball against Wolves, I'm picking them to win as, as well. And then we go to the PSL, Pirates against Stellenbosch. I'm just going to go for both teams to score because it's the PSL. I, it might be a score draw, but definitely Paris will concede. <laughs> I know for sure because, and they will score again because well, they've got enough ta- talent. Yeah, both teams to score. That's all I'll say for Pirates. And then my last two picks are rugby related. Springboks against Argentina, playing again at Cabeja, Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium. I they always give us problems when we're playing in their country but whenever they've come here they've never really given us a problem so South Africa to win again regardless of the squad rotation Springboks to win and then I've got the All Blacks against uh, Australia and Australia have been winning the Bledisloe Cup for years and years now so I'm picking New Zealand, Aust- New Zealand sorry New Zealand over Australia no <laughs> New Zealand over Australia yes and New Zealand to win and I am going for a win by over 14 and a half points I think they're going to smash them and that's me. Cool. Um, I have Liverpool beating Burnley, but under four and a half goals. Uh, we know Burnley and their defensive efforts, especially away at Anfield. Um, it might be a close one. Like Liverpool may actually like three. They may, I think thinking, they might score three. Yeah, but if if money comes to the party. But under four and a half should give you like a, a like good odds. Um, I've got Aston Villa, Newcastle, both teams to score. Aston Villa conceded um, multiple goals against Watford, and Newcastle conceded four against West Ham and they scored two themselves so looking at this thinking there'll be goals and the defending champions um, of La Liga I have them winning or drawing against Elche and also under four and a half goals because Atletico's games never really have goals in them and then I have Manchester City beating Norwich by over two and a half goals and I have Bayern to win against Cologne but both teams also to score in that one because 
Bayern did concede against Mönchengladbach last 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 weekend, and they've done so as well in the game that is currently on against Dortmund. And Cologne won three one um, in the in the opening match. So I, I I I I look at Bayern to win, but I also look at them to concede. And that is that is the episode for this week. Thank you once again for joining us. Um, before we close, actually, um, melancholy shout outs to Gerd Müller, the the, the the German the German legend who passed away at the age of seventy five. Um, described by De Kaiser himself, Franz Beckenbauer, who is thought in many circles to be Bayern Munich's greatest player. He says um, Kurt Müller is the reason why Bayern were able to come out of the second division and have the dominance that they did early on, winning a treble of European Cups, which is now the Champions League, three years in a row. Müller also is the man who scored the winning goal in the 1974 uh, World Cup final against the Netherlands. He once hear this, Chuck. Um, before coming to Bayern in the team that he was playing local league, he scored 180 goals mm-hmm. that season. Oh, in a season. In a season, <laughs> De Bomber <laughs> was career, was a okay. prolific scorer, and he is the man who held the record that was broken by Leo Messi when he scored his 91 goals in the calendar year. The previous record holder was Hart Muller with that's 85 goals, Leonardo and if I'm not mistaken, he's never ended Bayern. a. Bundesliga season with under 20 goals and he played there for 14 years That's a so legend nice. if there is a legend so rest in peace to Gert Die Bomber Mula alright guys um, hit us up um, please if you've got any suggestions um, we'll try to get our connections speak to Arteta what do you think Arsenal should do to improve their team who do you think they should sign who do you think they should get rid of what should Arsenal do and secondly do you think Jack Grealish has it to spark Man City in the next coming round and for fixtures ahead? And then lastly, just tell us, what do you think of the PSL buying of statuses and TTM and Trail M and all these things? Let us know on Twitter and we will certainly respond. We need to buy a team, Chuck. Yeah, we do. We need to buy... Let's, let's do it. Like You know people buy these big te- big teams like Vids, the longest... Um, so, not long survive, but the oldest club in, in the PSL got bought out. Uh, Celtic with the best and the most passionate supporters got bought out. So we need to go big as well. So let's buy Swallows after they've just come back. <laughs> they've already been bought. <laughs> but anyway, until then, um, yeah, until we find ourselves in a PSL boardroom, you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram. We are at 2UpFrontPod. Um, I am at J underscore Zulu. Chuck is at Chuck2Up. Hit us up, get connecting with us and engage with us. We look forward to having those engagements with you guys. From Jay, I'm Audi.